You're listening to the Leading Healthy Creative Teams podcast with Matt Curtis. This is the podcast that helps you take your creative team from wherever you are today to healthy and effective. Hey friends, thank you for joining me this week on the Leading Healthy Creative Teams podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the language of leadership. We're really diving deep into what a transition looks like going from a executor mindset or a doer mindset and transitioning to a leadership mindset. One of the things that you'll find is that leaders speak a different language. I'm a fan of networking. I would never have thought that I would have said that in my life. But recently, I've really been investing deeply into it. There's actually a coaching video that came out recently about the value of networking as a creative in the church. And I don't just mean so that you can find your next job easier, though that is a very practical element of this. The biggest takeaway for me when it comes to networking is that I have learned a new language, a language that leaders speak. And so this week, I want to talk about some of the different things that I have noticed in the language used by leaders. Some of it is a reflection of the values that leaders themselves hold, but it's different than what creatives are talking about. So when I see a creative piece, I say, what is the typography? I say, I love the color grading on that video. Is it anamorphic or is it 16 by nine? I absolutely love anamorphic video. That is like kills me. I love it so much. Anyway, that's a creative perspective. <laughs> you may be listening and thinking to yourself, I don't, what, is that, what does that mean? Right, because that's unique to creative language, specifically unique to video language. So what is it then that creatives need to begin learning when it comes to the language that others use? Specifically in this instance, leaders. The first thing that I see in leaders is that they prioritize the mission. The mission is more important than anything else. And that is a challenge for someone that comes to the table representing a skill set or a trade. So if you come to the table and you say, facility efficiency is my priority, and that's not in alignment with the mission of the church, you're going to have friction and it's going to be frustrating. Same's true with communications. If you come to the table and you say, I want excellence to be our goal, cool. If that's not the same priority as leadership, it's not going to fly. I see this so often as a point of tension between creatives and leadership. Leadership wants to have a very nimble organization. They want to be able to make decisions at the last minute. They want to reflect and pray and be open to hearing the voice of the Lord in the things that they're doing. And we often knock that and we say that just means that they're not good at planning. And that may be partially true. But there are definitely moments or instances where God changes direction. A great example. I'm in the middle of recording a batch of these podcasts. I was planning on telling my burnout story. That's what I was planning on doing. And so I did take after take after take. And I just sat back and I paused and I said, okay, so this isn't going very well. Why is this not going very well? And I had to reflect on it. And it's not that the story itself doesn't have value of some sort. I think it does. I think it could be helpful. But when I look at the roadmap of content that I'm developing for Lunchtime Heroes, specifically in the context of helping doers transition into leadership, that story doesn't fit. It doesn't belong in this stretch of what is being built. And so I paused long enough to pay attention to that. And now I'm redirecting and I'm redirecting into this, the language of leadership. That's the document that I'm working off of right now. And it's part of a larger thing, which is going to be a cohort that I'm going to be launching. That's going to help doers become creative leaders. 
So this is a much better fit in the context of what I'm trying to accomplish. And, and that's what a lot of leaders are doing. A lot of leaders, when they want to make a change at the last minute, it's less because they're not prepared and it's more because they've heard something or maybe on the way to church that weekend, they heard something on the radio and it connected a dot for them that they had been wrestling with for the last two weeks. And now all of a sudden there's this connection that's made and they're saying, this would be a really helpful way to transfer this information that God has been sharing with me to this group of people that is the congregation. That's where a lot of these last minute things are coming from. The mission is more important than whether or not that's a frustrating ad for the communications team. Sorry to get that specific with it. And, and there can't be this habitual pattern of this or else it does lead to problems. But as a leader, as a leader mindset person, you're gonna have to recognize that some of these last minute things that are inconveniences are actually missional. And as you begin to understand the language of leadership, you're gonna recognize, oh, yeah, this is the priority. Now, here's why this matters in this very specific story that I'm telling you. If you approach this problem from a leadership perspective, you're gonna be able to tell the senior pastor, hey, look, I love that we're able to accommodate these things from time to time. But here, let me help you understand how these last minute changes, how they're actually negatively affecting the mission. Because you have eyes to see that four other projects got bumped or that three people had to come in on the weekend and now everybody's getting overtime or you know, somebody was on vacation and interrupted their vacation, those kinds of things. You're gonna be able to give perspective on the right things. If you go to your senior pastor and you say, hey, that was super annoying that you thought of this at the last minute, that's not, gonna, that's not gonna move the needle towards change. And so as a leader, you're hoping to move things toward change. Your job is to position the creative endeavors of your church, depending on what you oversee, toward the mission of the church. And so you wanna catch some of these things that could be problems, or you want to free up the organization to be able to pursue the mission more enthusiastically or you know, with more energy. But to just say that I'm frustrated because of a decision that you've made, that's not using the language of leadership. And when you don't speak the language of leadership, you don't get hurt at all. The second thing that I found when it comes to the language of leadership is this priority on clarifying the purpose. A lot of times leaders have spent so much time investing and understanding and praying through the vision of the church. Where is it that we want to be going? What is it that we want to be doing? That they assume that everyone else has done the same. <laughs> they assume that all of the same conversations have been had by everyone else in the organization. And so there's often a gap between the energy leadership spends investing in a new vision or direction or hearing where God wants to go and the delivery of it. There's usually a huge gap, in fact. And so as you begin understanding the language of leadership, you're going to be able to help mine some of that information for leadership. I remember a conversation that I had where we were in the middle of, really we were on the front end, we were on the front end of another organizational shuffle that was going to happen. We were going to reorient certain things. We're going to reprioritize certain things. We're going to even move some people around in terms of their responsibilities. And I remember the executive pastor came to me and he said, Hey, I want to have a conversation about where we're going. I said, great, let's do it. And as he unpacked these things, I asked a handful of questions. We're not talking about deep questions necessarily. It's more of like, okay, so who's doing this now? And it's like, Oh, that's a great point. Okay. I'm going to write a note. Oh, that's a oh man. Good, good question. I'm going to write a note. 
I was able to ask questions that added clarity. I could see blind spots because I was outside of that planning session and outside of all of those conversations, but I was being brought in because I understood how to speak the language of leadership. And so I was at that point representing the rest of the organization to say, hey, I think some group over here, I think they're going to be confused because they're not sure where this is going to happen anymore. Oh man, yes, that's great. I totally forgot about that. Or we didn't see that. Or, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Okay, great. Whatever your answer is, is your answer. That's fine. Your leadership. But I want to be the one who is helping you add clarity to the mission by asking the right questions in the right language. Clarifying purpose is something that only happens when you're speaking the language of leadership. Third, theological perspective is important. Something that I have seen over the years is that very few pastors spend time thinking through the theology of marketing and communications. I don't even know if there's a formal study of that space, to be honest with you. It sounds kind of gross as I say it out loud, but the reality here is that marketing and communications are a piece of what any organization does in our culture. It's simply the way that we broadcast our message. That's all it is. Now, the catch here is that our culture has emphasized a lot the importance of marketing and communications. And what I've seen is that that mindset has leaked its way into the church. You have ministry leaders that believe that success hinges on marketing. I just want to tell you here, it is not true. That is, that is biblically wrong. I had a conversation at one point and I remember it was pretty jarring for me. Someone high on the totem pole came into my office and they said, look, where are you at with this logo for this new ministry initiative? And I said, I just I haven't been able to get it done yet because I've had other things on my plate. And they said to me, look, I don't want this ministry to fail because you haven't finished this logo. And I just remember I was, I was a young guy and I didn't have a lot of experience under my belt, but I knew that that was wrong because I understand God's word to not be saying that. <laughs> I, I don't remember the the phrase of, you know, my church will be built upon the caliber of the logos you design. I don't think that's in there. Maybe there's a translation that has that, but that's new to me. That's just not true. I think we can see how absurd that is. Part of us stepping into leadership language as creatives is to continually help remind the people around us of the appropriate role of what we do. We're not here to save the church. We're not here to guarantee that your ministry is successful. If you have a bad event, I can't market it to make it not a bad event. If people don't like the ministry that you're doing, I can't help them like the ministry that you're doing. If people go to your event and it's not impactful for them spiritually, I can't help it be spiritually impactful for them. I can't do those things. And so there's really a partnership that happens here where the ministry leaders need to be attentive to the voice of God in their life. And then the communications leaders or the creative leaders need to be attentive to the voice of God in their life. And what happens when we come together is we say, what is it that you feel like God is telling you to do? What is it that you feel like God is calling you toward? What is it that you think God is going to do in the lives of the people that come to this event? Then let's communicate that. We believe that community is important. This is why I talk so often about language. Language is so important because what you're saying is giving insight into the impact of the event itself. There's a video a while back about that, just the importance of language. It's why people aren't listening to your announcements. 
If you're not talking about the spiritual impact of the things that happen, my contention is then that you're not doing a good job using leadership's language. You need to understand how do I communicate what it is that's happening in the lives of the people or what we anticipate is happening. That's theological understanding. The reality in serving in the church is that there has to be a biblical and a theological element to the nature of your conversations. Leadership is a tricky one for me. As much as I talk about it, I think that the church has overvalued the concept of leadership. I think that we, in some cases, have turned churches into leadership factories, not discipleship factories. We need to be discipling people. And that's what the church is supposed to be doing. That's what scripture is clear. Go and disciple. Go and make disciples is what we're supposed to do. So when I look at some of these challenges that we face as creatives in the context of leadership language, we need to be using language that is also theological and that is also biblical. And so that means even if you're not a pastor on your team, you need to spend time understanding what God's word has to say. It's a privilege for us to be able to participate in the ministry that God's doing. I think it's amazing that he lets us work with him. He chooses to work through us to reach people that are far from him. I think that's incredible. But there's a responsibility that we have as well to understand what is the appropriate role that we're playing and not. I tend to be more on the conservative side of this. I believe that the good things that happen in life are happening because God's at work. That's what I believe. And so that means for me, if people are coming to your events and our people are, people's lives are being changed, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I mean, maybe God was gracious and worked through the promotional pieces to inform people and then stirred in their hearts. <laughs> but I just, I can't convince people to come to your events. I just don't think that's within my power. I can inform them and I can help them see how it is that this event might impact them in their walk with God, how they can grow spiritually through this program or ministry that's happening. That's the best that I can do. But if that doesn't turn on a switch for them, if they're not ready to make that step, or if they're not listening to God's voice to continue to lean into some of those things, I can't make it happen. So as you're beginning to step into leadership, spend some time getting to know the language of leadership. You know, as I said in a different video, I'm a fan of uh, networking. I'm a fan of reaching out and having conversations with people that are not like you. This, this isn't just reach out to the calm guy at another church. I'm saying begin having conversations with pastors. Have conversations with people that are outside of your trade because what it'll do is it'll begin revealing to you how different some of the languages that's being used, how, how some of the priorities are different. Oh man, we care so much about this. It's like, what are you frustrated about? What's missing right now? What's it, what isn't working in your church? You'll say, well, I mean, I just I feel like our graphics could get better. They're like, well, I don't care. They'll say, man, I really feel like our small group system just isn't moving people the way that it needs to in terms of discipleship. That's the difference of leadership language. You can usually hear the things that matter to people based on the things that they're thinking about, the things that they're stressed about, things that they're concerned about. If somebody's concerned about their, their growth team not functioning the way it needs to, that means that they care a lot about people growing in their faith. Those are some of the ways that you can learn about the language of leadership. And as you learn that language, it's going to help equip you to be able to communicate way more effectively with the leaders that you work with, and it'll help you become a really effective liaison between the power of creativity and strategy, 
or video or whatever function you represent and the mission of the church. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leading Healthy Creative Teams. This podcast is just one of the ways Lunchtime Heroes helps build healthy creative teams in the church. Stay up to date on the latest by signing up for the Creative Bites email at lunchtimeheroes.co.